Be warned. The ones who pick up a refreshingly cold drink from McDonald's and people see just how refreshingly cold that drink from McDonald's is, you may create drink envy. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. For a morning brew that really creates a stir, get any size iced coffee, including caramel and French vanilla, for just 99 cents before 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? D-Mac here. We have a special guest, Dodgers reliever, J.P. Fire Rising. It's time for Dodger Baseball. And that's How many times this team rips my heart out? I'll never stop loving the Los Angeles Dodgers. Think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. He launched the Fire Rising Foundation, a charitable organization with a mission to empower individuals with disabilities, promote their rights, and enhance their quality of life. Now, first, before we get into all the baseball stuff, we'll talk about this team, all the excitement surrounding Otani and Yamamoto. But first, JP, what inspired you to start this foundation, my man? Yeah, so uh, my sister and her wife, Becca, came to me um, last offseason. And uh, all of us were going into, well, Tessa and Becca were actually both a part of special education in schools already at that point in time and, and had been a part of that for their career. And for school, I was going for double major in uh, special education and physical education. So um, we both, all three of us, uh, just wanted to kind of give give back and, and be still a part of that community and, and helping um, people with disabilities um, just become more inclusive in, in everyday life and, and in schools. So that was the main reason is when they brought it to me, I, I they were thinking about starting the foundation and I was completely on board and, and excited to, to start it and get it going. That's great stuff. And this Friday, the 5th, January 5th, you got a event. You want to talk to them about that? Yeah. So we're just having a, an event. It's kind of like our first uh, kickoff event for the for the foundation, um, we were just legalized this past year. So um, what better way to get it going is uh, uh, Rush River. It's a brewery in Rural Falls, Wisconsin, that is going to host us. And they're going to donate a dollar off of every pint sold back to the Fire Rising Foundation. And we're going to have our first like pop-up of gear event, like the hat I'm wearing. Um, and then we'll have sweatshirts and, and jackets, or not jackets, sweatshirts and hats um, and shirts and stuff like that for, for sale. That We'll have the logo or Fire Rising Foundation lettering on it. Um, there'll be a taco truck there, um, just to take for people that are hungry or want to come and hang out the whole night and eat. And then, uh, we'll have a bunch of raffle ticket items. Uh, a couple of the big ones will be, uh, my Jersey and some baseball cards signed by me and a baseball. And then also we'll have, uh, some tickets to some brewers and twins games against the Dodgers as well. So those are some of the bigger ticket items that'll be for raffle items, but, uh, hopefully everyone can just come and enjoy it and, uh, have a couple beers, maybe some tacos, and have a little fun with some raffle items and, and at the event. It's a great cause. If you're in Wisconsin, you have to check it out. Maybe I'll hop on the Guggenheim jet or something and make my way there. That'd be pretty awesome. And I love the logo. All these foundations. I love CT3's logo. I w- went to his at Top Golf and always impressed by the gear. Want to explain that logo? Because that's a fire logo, my man. Yeah. Uh, actually, my sister Tessa just uh, drew it up herself and you know, it works out with baseball and the home plate and um, adding our, our Fire Rising uh, logo in there with the F and the dashes. And 
um, yeah, it was just uh, Tessa was doing a bunch of doodling, and this is the one, and she sent it to me and Becca, and we're like, yep, that that looks like the perfect logo, and so yeah, that's uh, that's how it came to fruition. And I noticed at FanFest, I couldn't help but notice the back of your jersey. You had the full name action. I was getting some J.D. Martinez vibes. Are we going forward with that, or are we going just with the fire rising? No. No, no. So actually, that's funny. Um, the reason why it happened is because we had signed JD pretty like right around that time of FanFest. And they thought, well, since he put his full initials on the back of the jersey, they thought since I was also initial name that they were going to throw mine on there, too. And we got it. We got it figured out. But uh, no, that JP will not be on the back of the jersey. Just by so OK, movie. I wanted to clear that up because I mean, there's a player back there. Ron Jackson has full name. It just didn't sit right. So let's just go with the last name. Now, let's get to some baseball action. The first thing I really want to talk about is just your excitement level to get this season going. You knew it was going to be a 12 month rehab, shoulder surgery, the labrum surgery. Just how excited are you to just join a team with not only World Series aspirations, but the World Series favorite you signed the the biggest, most coveted free agent in baseball history in Shohei Otani. You signed the top free agent pitcher available in Yoshinobu Yamamoto, but you're going to be a big part of this being in that Dodgers bullpen. How excited are you to get this season, this most most anticipated season in Dodgers history going, JP? I mean, uh, yeah, excitement is is almost like not the word for it because I, I people ask me that question all the time, and I'm like, well, I don't know. It's, it's almost uh, like unreal to, to have the the players that we have especially the players that we signed this offseason I mean with the crew that we had last year already uh most teams can't, can't say they have one MVP on their team and we have what three of them going one two and three for us um it's just yeah I, I it's uh it's going to be exciting and and I know all summer last year rehabbing watching the team play I, I it's it you just miss a lot during rehab and you don't get to have that same camaraderie in the clubhouse and and being with the guys. Yeah, we had a couple of guys down in Arizona rehab and getting to see some of them, but to get back into games and playing with them and, and uh, you know, just being between the lines. And, and then now we have uh, this star-studded team. I'm, I'm excited to play behind them and play with them. And the great thing, JP, is since you're on this team, you don't have to face those MVPs you just mentioned in Otani and Freeman and Betts, maybe during some scrimmages during spring training. But you no, know, it's going to be wild. You guys are going to be rock stars, man. It's going to be really exciting to see all the coverage you're going to get. Uh, I love it because I, I'm going to be able to walk in and out of the clubhouse. As long as I do my job, no one's going to no one's going to ask me questions about me. It's going to be asked. How, what do you think of Shohei? What do you think of Yamamoto? What do you think of Freddie and Mookie? I'll be like, they're unbelievable. That's all I think. I don't know, man. When, if you get that scoreless streak going and you chase Hershizer. One thing I want to ask you is when you have a lineup like that and that kind of talent, what is your mindset as a pitcher? Do you have to treat every hitter like it's any hitter and you just have to trust your stuff? Or is that what's the important mindset to go out there and try to attack a hitter like an Otani, a Betts, a Freeman, or some of these lethal Dodgers hitters? No, I think that, I mean, with anything, it, it, as long as you have conviction with what you're doing, um, that's the best way to go about it. I, I think that when you're on the mound against guys like that, you can't second-guess anything because the moment you second-guess something and throw maybe a, a B-plus pitch up there, that's when they're ready to jump on it. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, I wish the best for every other pitcher in the league against our guys, but uh, <laughs> uh, luck, I know man. that uh, I'm excited. I know I'm, I'm excited to be – uh, on that team and not having to face that one, two, three, and I mean, even four, five, six, seven, eight, nine throughout the lineup. It's just a, 
going to be a fun year to watch those guys hit. And now JP, just to rewind and talk about your career. Everyone's talking about this lineup. Everyone's talking about the additions to the starting rotation and glass now and Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And when you talk about this bullpen, People bring up Evan Phillips and Bruce Dark Gratterall and Joe Kelly. If you watch my show, I always say, do not sleep on JP Fire He could be the secret weapon. He could be an emerging name that really establishes himself with the Dodgers. You already had a really nice part of your career going, but I just want to go back to that 2022 season, a 0.00 ERA in 22 games, 24 and a third innings of work. You didn't allow a single run. You allowed a single unearned run, 25 punch outs to five walks. The expected numbers were great. What was working so well for you in 2022 and how confident are you that you can pick up right where you left off in 2024? Yeah, I mean, I think that was what was working so well in 2022 is, like I said, just having conviction and things. Um, I believed in our catchers behind the dish and the pitches that they were calling. And and uh, rather than thinking about second-guessing uh, what pitch I throw, it was uh, just, yep, that's the one we're doing and going after it and attacking guys and, and getting ahead. I mean, I think that's the main thing is uh, getting that first pitch strike in there and, and getting ahead of hitters and, and putting them on their heels rather than putting yourself on your heels. So. Um, no, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited for this year and, and, uh, I'm feeling good. I've been playing catch all off season and I'm actually going to head down a little early to, to spring and get, get down in some warmer weather out of this Wisconsin and, and, and get to the complex a little bit, um, here and there to, to work with some of the guys on the team and also some of the coaches. So would you say that you feel physically better than you ever have in your career? Yeah. I mean, I would say I, if, if not physically better at that same point where, uh, Last year was a pretty good reset, and uh, my arm feels great. I haven't had any issues with it and no setbacks uh, since since the end of this past year, and um, I'm feeling good, so I'm, I'm excited for this year. And you also saw your strikeout rate jump from 22.6% to almost 30% at 29.1%. The walk rate went down from 14.1% to 5.8%. How were you able to increase those strikeout numbers and reduce that walk rate so much in 2022? I think it was just uh, just attacking and being in the zone rather than uh, trying to uh, nibble at corners and, and be perfect on pitches. Just uh, trusting myself and, and trusting the, the catcher behind the dish and letting it eat and letting it rip, grip and rip basically is what uh, I would say. I mean, and just, uh, yeah, just going out and competing every day and being ready to do that. And of course, I know you know this, but you didn't allow that single run in 24 to thirds innings. The only pitcher to toss more innings in a season and finish with a 0.00 ERA was Earl Monroe, who went 26 scoreless frames in 1908 for the Phillies. How proud are you of that record? Do you tell everyone that you own that record? Do you have it on display somewhere in your house, JP? No, I don't have any anything like that, and I, no, I don't. Uh, I don't mention that very often unless someone asks me about it. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a little bit of luck involved uh, in everything in baseball, and and uh, I mean, I had a teammate, uh, Josh Lowe, literally rob a homer off Tim Anderson for me in like the I don't know what game it was, five fifth or sixth game of the year. So I mean, there, there's stuff like that that are involved, but uh, yeah, there's just uh, luck, but also I mean. Yeah, it just uh, having good defense and a good team behind you helps that. Yeah, and as far as getting traded to the Dodgers, you, of course, were traded after undergoing those surgeries and going to most likely miss the entire 2023 season. What did that mean for you to have this organization believe in you to the point where they were patient enough to make that trade and knowing how badly they wanted you in this organization for their future? 
No, it definitely means a lot. Um, I, I know that uh, I'm last year I was hoping to try and maybe possibly make it back at the end of the year and uh, had a little couple bumps in the road that didn't allow us to get back. But um, yeah, it just means a lot that the, the, the team and the organization believed in me to, to come back after a full year of rehab and, and hopefully help them on this this run that we're hope, hoping to get on, especially with the players that we've signed and traded for this offseason, obviously. Uh, um, yeah, it, it means a lot that they've kept me around and, and wanted me to be a part of this. And what were your biggest takeaways from your first year in this organization? In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. I mean, I mean, it's just top class, top tier. Um, everybody from from rehab and also um, pitching coaches, uh, just like talking to Pryor and, and Connor and, and those guys and, and then also just working with our um, ATs and, and PTs down in uh, Arizona. Just everyone's awesome. And, and um, I mean, being with the guys in rehab and, and having the year that we did this summer with, with Walker and Blake and, and those guys being down there, it was great to get to know a couple of those guys, especially because they're hopefully going to help the team the same as, as much as I want to help the team um, this year. So I'm excited for that. And um, yeah, it, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be a good year. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. Cause you and Blake and Walker, you're all trying to work your way back to help this team win last year. But what'd you learn from Walker Bueller? I mean, he's a great guy. He's a pitching savant. He just knows everything about being on the mound. You pick his brain at all. Did you learn anything from him? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Walker's Walker's phenomenal. And, and uh, the way he goes about his business um, is the reason he is the pitcher that he is because uh you just watch him and, and all the knowledge that he has in pitching and everything. I mean, yeah, picking his brain. And, and also um, when you have like little adjustments and minor adjustments that you're thinking he'll, he'll be the guy that'll sit there. And if you're looking at your video, he'll look at it with you and, and say, this is what he sees and, and tell you stuff like that. So, I mean, as, as a teammate and as a person, I'm, I'm, he's, just one of a kind and, and uh, it's, it's nice to have him as a teammate. I loved his Instagram picture, his send off of 2023 too. I don't know if you saw that, but yeah, Walker Bueller, he's the man. I can't wait to see him back on the mound. As far as yeah. this organization, they're renowned for their development. You mentioned Mark Pryor, Connor McGinnis, these guys, their development, but you came from an organization, Tampa Bay, that also is known for their development. What would you say the differences are between the Dodgers and the Rays as far as how they go out and attack developing pitchers? Um, I, w I would say they're actually very similar. I mean, um, I mean, I think that they both have similar attack plans and, and methods of getting people out. I, I think that both organizations have their, their ways of finding the best in players. Um, and I mean, I can't say enough about how much Tampa helped me in my career. So, and, and, but I'm just excited to get here to work and have a full season working with Mark and Connor, um, just to see what it's like. I mean, I wasn't able to work with them a whole ton because in spring training, I was basically uh, still kind of stuck in that sling mode where I had the cuff surgery. So I haven't actually got to work with them um, as far as the physical side and getting on the bump and feeling things and pitches and adjusting certain things. But um, just talking back and forth with them uh, about the, 
the process and what we're going to start off when we get to spring training this year, it's, um, I'm excited for. So, but as far as the two organizations, they're both, uh, I mean, as as good as it as good as it gets when when talking about developing pitchers yeah tyler glass now was on the show a few weeks ago and he told me that the dodgers are just the rich rays so i like that the rich rays the los angeles dodgers so that's that's what i told i told pep i said yeah hey you're basically just getting traded from the (laughs) the rays uh, or you're going from the the Dodgers and you're now you're just going to the Dodgers without money. Yeah, there you go. The Dodgers <laughs> without money, man. I, I know Pep's going to kill. I'm excited yeah. for him with that organization. It's a, anything too. Yeah. if the Rays want you or the Dodgers want you, you got to feel great as a player knowing that those two organizations have identified something in you that can help them. So I think definitely see that as a compliment. Now, as far as the biggest thing that you've learned so far from this organization and as far as development and how they've maybe tinkered with your pitch mix at all, or are you staying with that four seam slider change of combination heading into this season? Yep. We're just going to stay with that three as for, as of right now, unless there's something uh, that I get down there and, and they've found something out or, or there's some sort of numbers that we could work on a, on a fourth pitch or, or changing or adjusting one of my, one of my pitches. But uh, as far as it goes right now, and, and that I know of, we're going to stick with that three pitch mix. Yeah. Cause you're forcing fastball. It's got the above average spin 92 to 95 range. You see top of the zone going hitter swing underneath it. How would you describe how it's so able to be so effective? I mean, hitters hit, I think 51 against it last year, but it's a really special pitch. Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh partly location, but it's also having those other two pitches to get guys off that. You know, if, if you're a, I, I was a fastball slider guy through the minors for a while until I went to Milwaukee and I kind of learned that new changeup. Um, and I've definitely seen in the past couple of years since I've learned that third pitch, it actually kind of takes away. And, you know, I mean, when there's one more thing in the hitters back of the mind that they got to think about, I think it allows the other stuff to have a little bit more leeway. And what does it mean to you to kind of just put on that Dodgers uniform where you got Sandy Koufax, Fernando and Kershaw and just this pitching history that this organization has, like how important is that to you to really start that next year, knowing just the history of this organization? No, I mean, that's, and that's just it. There, there is like, you look at any type of Jersey in any sport and Dodger blue is the most crisp, clean jersey that there is so um it's yeah and and obviously with the the iconic franchise that it is and and with the pitchers that have come through i mean it's kind of cool to listen to oral uh talk and and listen to him during the games because it's like he's he's been in my cleats and in in those jerseys before and yeah i'm uh it's just really awesome and obviously getting to meet kirsch in spring training is i mean i it, i know it's crazy to think but it's like you grew up watching him and now you're a teammate with him so it's it's been it's been pretty cool to, to be a part of this org so far. And just observing him from up close and personal at this point, did you learn anything? Did you take away anything from that? Uh, I mean, just do your daily routine and make sure that you get your job done and, and get your work done before before enjoying a ping pong game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You guys get wild with those ping pong, man. It gets highly competitive in that clubhouse. Now, as far as your role for this year's team, of course, you have a lot of talent in that bullpen. But what do you anticipate your role being? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess I'm gonna be in those middle innings, maybe, uh, maybe in a certain time when, when uh, my repertoire seems fit for the for the other lineup that we're facing. Um, obviously, we have uh, every back arm arm that you could want. I mean, with the uh, with the boys that we have in the bullpen. So I, I really don't 
it doesn't really bother me what my role is. Just uh, ho- hopefully I can help the team and throw some innings. Yeah, when you break down this bullpen, you got Phillips, you got Bruce Dar, but do you think that you guys could be an absolute strength for this team? Oh, I think for sure that uh, um, that our bullpen could be one of the strengths of this team. I mean, as many strengths as that we have already, I think that uh, I, I'm I'm pretty confident that our bullpen is going to be one of them. Unbelievable. So we'll get you out on this, JP. Some rapid-fire questions, super quick, less than a minute. Really easy questions. You ready to roll, my man? Yeah, let's do it. All right, favorite player growing up? Corey Kosky. Love it. Third baseman from the Twins. I love it. A little deep yep. cut there. I respect that. Favorite baseball movie? Yep. Uh, Major League. Major League. Any superstitions? Uh, I'm trying to think any superstitions. Not really. Uh, I had one superstition in 2022, and I would shower in the same shower in the clubhouse every time. Hey, whatever works. <laughs> first yep, car. Yep. yep. Uh, first car. I had a, uh, a Ford Escort, a uh, little green Ford Escort, no power windows, no power locks, um, and the the heat was a little suspect in the winter times in Wisconsin. Hey, point A to point B, it's all that matters, right? Okay, if yep, you yep. weren't a baseball player, JP, what would you be doing? Uh, most likely, probably um, some sort of teaching in the schools and also a coach somewhere. Awesome. What is your favorite sport other than baseball? Oh, man. Favorite sport other than baseball to play is definitely golf. Uh, to watch, it's football. And I think I can guess what your favorite team is based on what we talked about before the show. Yeah, yeah. Green Bay Packers. Cheeseheads. There we go. Okay. Final yep. question here. You got a road trip cross country, and you can pick two of your Dodgers teammates to go with you on that road trip. Which two teammates are you picking, JP? Oh, man. Well... I mean, I, I would have to go with uh, Walker just because I know him the best. Um, and I mean, I think uh, I think Evan Phillips would be another good road trip roomie. If, if uh, I feel like Evan and I would have good conversation, especially with fantasy football. Hey, pitchers guys stick together, and of course, fantasy football talk—it never comes to an end. I actually won two of my championships in my league, so I'm feeling pretty good. So, yeah, well, JP, uh, thank you so much, man. Hey, first of all, we want to just promote that foundation once again. It's a great cause. Definitely go check it out if you are in Wisconsin this Friday, January 5th. You got T-shirts, you got gear, you got raffle items, a taco truck, and Rush River. Every dollar for every pint they're going to put back into the foundation. It's a great cause and we appreciate you joining us here on Dodgers Dugout at Dodgers Nation but JP thank you so much for joining us and congratulations on the foundation my guy yeah thank you very much for having me on Doug I appreciate it stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home home. 